All right, we got a great show for you today. We go agenda free. A little later in the week, Mo. Yeah, this is different for us. Right after our favorite song. I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years. Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no. They might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm. What an elegant species. Hey, you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it. Smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast if you like to wait two hours for one growler you come to the right place and if you need someone to mule your beers mo's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach now that's commitment and that's the difference between ben mo and you so up your vocabulary and grab a beer because this is noobed correct noobed this is noobed this is noobed this is noobed All right, so we are on site. This is Noobed 33. 33. A little different location. Me and Mo going mano a mano, facing each other right now. Yeah, this is interesting. We're at my house as opposed to Mo's usual house, the usual podcast studio. I kind of like the sound we're getting. Yeah, got the Bruins sounds... on in the background. Yep. We're going to have some people coming and going, so don't, don't mind the background. Wally's here cheering us on. Uh, so, Mo, what I thought about was, since it's a little later in the week, Local releases might be a little difficult. Yeah. So we'll just go with agenda free. I asked you to come up with three to five statements about beer sure. that we can argue back and forth. Not necessarily argue, agree, disagree, whatever. Yep. And uh, I did the same. So we'll go with that. Uh, just to start off with the week, though, um, what are you drinking? What do you got here? Well, this kind of, you know, this is one of my talking points, but I got a, a new brewery that's trying to, not trying, I mean, they are going mm. to be a brewery. Um, they're just finalizing a, a space for them, for themselves. Uh, it's called Troy City Brewing. Uh, they're going to be in Fall River, Mass. Um, I have their Seven Hills New England IPA today. That's nice. what uh, that's what's in the glass. Uh, color looks a little interesting, although it has settled a little bit. Yeah, I feel like it's a little lighter. Looks um, a little bit like duck sauce. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit actually. Yeah, um, the flavor's not terrible. Yeah. It's uh you know it's not bad but that's that's what I got today I picked up some Exhibit A at uh, at the liquor store which was cool nice um and then I have just a couple of other like randoms I got that hoof hearted that Mux gave me nice just a couple of randos I mean you got gems in the fridge though so let's hear yeah. about those I am plush Mo with figure beer. I got I did the uh, proclamation and and uh, tilted barn a couple of weeks ago I still have that uh, and then I went up to Maine I was able to get Bissell. When I went, it was on a Saturday. They had all four beers they released that week. Perfect. Perfect. I left Umbra up there, though. I didn't really feel like grabbing. Understood. And I would have um, maybe grabbed the four-pack just because, but yeah. not more than that. I and mean, that's yeah. a good beer, but it's not. Exactly. And per your suggestion, went to Good Fire. Re- yes. Really cool place. Really nice, nice people. Nice. And the beer isn't half bad. Right? I, that's a, I, don't, uh, I don't know anything about them. I was yeah. only referred to them by somebody in one of the, group, uh, in the, the groups on Facebook. 
And he said their beer was up and coming. So, you know, if you're up in the area, I mean, why the hell not, right? Yeah, that's a hype is real. That's a hype is yeah? real nice. situation coming up. Was it uh, busy? Um, I was the fourth person in line. They opened oh. at like noon or something like that. I got there like 11.45. We sat in the car until like five minutes before. Um, went up. We were the fourth person in line. I actually went up and got a flight of everything they had available in cans. Sick. We tried it and I got back in line and got my allotments. Uh, so it was pretty cool. Did they have strict limits? No, you could get a case of everything. Nice. Yeah, which was nice. I, I didn't. But right, right. I mean, you could have you could have easily gotten it, and knowing what I know now, I probably should have. Reasonably priced. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, market I mean, priced, anyways. Yeah, on par with everything else. Cool. Uh, it was nice, and the, I found out that at Good Fire, uh, from talking to the the person pouring the tap, that their connection with Proclamation that we've mentioned before yeah. in the past, we kind of found that out by accident. Uh, I didn't realize. So their designer. And they, they call them just the designer. I'm assuming it's Canart. Okay. Actually works full-time at Proclamation. Oh, shit. Which I didn't realize, but that's, that's, that's their connection. So That's kind of, you know, they're not really close to each no, other. No, I know, but it's it's small a, world. Yeah. You know? Well, whatever. So good it is for them. What it is. What's good things for them? So, um, Mo, would you like to start? Would you want me to start? Yeah, are we, we going to go back and forth? Yeah, let's All go right, back, we'll do back and forth. We'll do back and forth, because I don't want to talk for like three points. Yeah, you know? just to keep it even. Um, so my first thing, um, I was just going to talk a little bit about, uh, I kind of talked about it in the opening, uh, yeah. Troy City Brewing. Yeah. Um, so they don't have a brewery yet. Okay. Um, they are trying to open in August. Uh, the owner and head brewer... Uh, Keith Cavallo, I met with him today in Fall River. Nice. He scored me a couple cans and a bottle of their coffee stout. Um, he says that the business plan is to open in August, but they're finalizing the space. Hmm. Um, they got plans for a pretty big tap room, four or five tables, you know, like 12-foot tables, uh, like family style, you know, like, like Proclamation does. Yeah, that's cool. Um, a bunch of tanks. He's operating on a three-and-a-half barrel system, and he's in the works of adding a one and a half barrel system to that yeah. so he'll be brewing a five barrel system which is small but still it, it it'll it'll lead for him lead to him producing some a decent amount of beer um he's talked about getting a canning company um to help him out with the cans uh contract brewing maybe with dorchester okay. um who does some cans for i mean a bunch of people but evil twin yeah uh, a lot um, of breweries Nicolo. yep a lot of breweries like mm-hmm. that um so he right now he's only brewing the Seven Hills New England IPA and his coffee stout. He hopes to have the Seven Hills as one of his staples. Yep. And then he wants to brew five beers. So that'll be one, their one flagship. And then the other fours will be the other four beers will be a rotating series. Sometimes a, a stout, sometimes a Saison. He's really into Saisons. He was telling me he likes the funk of that style. So he'll definitely be goofing around with that a lot. Um, really cool dude. Uh, wants to keep everything local. Trying to source his stuff locally, get his grains locally, get his hops locally. Um, he seems to know what he's doing, um, and the beer's not half bad. Um, I think it could be tweaked a little bit, if I'm just being honest. Um, Galaxy Mosaic Citra Double Dry Hopped. I feel like that should be a lot more like blam on your palate. Yeah. It, it tastes a little subdued, um, but definitely somebody to watch. And out of Fall River, you know, that's super local. If they're producing anything, uh, even semi-decent, it'd be worth a trip up there. Only 15 minutes, so. Yeah. Got to watch. Interesting. Interesting. I always good to hear about new local breweries. So Definitely. Definitely. So that was a good point. And um, he used to brew at Shoveltown in Easton, Mass, which we I think we've mentioned on the podcast before. Yeah. Maybe not, but they're another local one that's not 
No, not super far away that we should probably try to get out to at some point. Yeah, so something I wanted to mention before I get into my topics too. Should have mentioned this off the top. Did you see the monkish tactic, tap take over at other half? I saw the dudes waiting in line yeah. while the other half was actually open the night before. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That, that was the only thing that I saw. Yeah, so Monkish and other half did a collab called LAX to LAJ. Yeah. Uh, Monkish did a tap takeover at other half. It was insane. I can only imagine. Uh, talked to Camden, who was on the show previously, trying to get cans. He Not said possible. he has only allowed one four-pack for himself. Oh, shit. So, it, if you don't have the beer by now and you're listening to the show, you're not you're not getting the beer. It's so. been in a couple razzles, not in the group that I've been in. Yeah. Because we have an $8 per four-pack, like, razzle mm-hmm. uh, ceiling. Yeah. And these have been getting 11 per spot. So, oh, that's really? $110 for a four-pack. Oh, so they actually have that can? Yes. Oh, no kidding. Some people do. I don't know what the allotments were for, like... For guests, yeah, I don't if it was either. two or three or one four pack, I don't know. But some people are putting them up in razzles because it's one hundred and ten bucks. Yeah, so. and the can art was really cool. It was really cool. It was the L A silhouette and then the plane going over N Y C silhouette. Cool. Uh, so pretty cool can art. But I mean, I could definitely see myself paying twenty bucks for a razzle spot, and I would feel okay with that just yeah. to try to get one. Yeah, and that's for a ten percent chance. Exactly, so I would do it. And um, that puts it at two hundred a four pack. <laughs> another thing, this isn't in my topics, but I'm probably I'm gonna make it one of the topics. And nice. I finally, finally gave in mo to the trolls on the beer message board. <laughs> I saw this. You've been in with me. Yep. I, I just it's couldn't tough, take it anymore. Man. I could not take it. Somebody posted a picture of green uh, in the fancy glass. They said uh, they tried it and they were not impressed with green or treehouse in general and thought that they could get better shelfers from Virginia. Uh, that were better than Treehouse. And I had to say something. I, yeah. I was irate at this. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I don't know where, I know where you stand on this. Like, yeah. Treehouse is, that, that's like yeah. godly for us, you yeah. know, because of where we live and what the beer, beer is. It is good beer. Yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't beers better than Treehouse. Mm-hmm. That's not, I, I'm pretty sure you stand in that same path as well. Yeah. We're not saying that Treehouse is the greatest beer in all of the world. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to tell me, that you can walk into a liquor store. I don't care where the hell you live. You're going to walk into a liquor store and you're going to pull multiple shelfers. And I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. That are better than Treehouse. You're out of your gourd. Yeah. I mean, you're out of your gourd. There's no way. No how. And sometimes I get a one-off beer where I'm like, wow, that's really good. Sure. And like, it all depends on how much you drank that night. Yep. What you drank that of night. Course. And, you know, it's just, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. People are so, I don't, maybe it is that we've. We've actually tried it multiple times. So when somebody tries it for the first time, they're like, wow, everybody talks about this like it should be the best beer on earth. But see, it was hyped for me too. Yeah. And like it, it was, was hyped the same way. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, you were hyping it before you even went there. You were like, yo, everybody talks about this beer. Yeah. And it's fucking fire. Yeah. So when we went there, I was expecting fire. Yeah. And it was. And, that's and we I didn't got. even yeah. have like the heavy hitters the first couple times we went. Exactly. We had Tornado and Sap and, I mean, mm-hmm. Single Shot. That's a great beer. And those are all great beers. But we didn't have Doppelganger and Haze and Very Hazy and all those yeah. until a couple trips down the road. So, yeah. And that beer was still amazing. So and I, that, I don't understand. And that brings me to my first contradictory point of the show, Mo. Okay. My first comment for the Agenda Free is that Bissell Brothers makes the best IPAs in New England. Okay. I'm putting that out there. I know that IPAs. you're a fan of this. Okay. IPAs. Okay. I am a huge fan of Treehouse. We yep. always talk about this. Yep. Huge fan of Tilted Barn. Sure. For IPAs. I even love Proclamation's IPAs. Yep. But Bissell Brothers, they can do 
they do reciprocal. Mm-hmm. It's a great hazy IPA. Swish, great hazy IPA. Substance, probably a perfect IPA. A yep. little more briny, not yep. super, not super hazy. Definitely different than their other ones. I ginger, which is the I rice you, I know you and love ginger that, yeah. one. We're gonna try it because okay. this batch is unbelievable. Okay, it's unbelievable. You, you gave me a can of it the last time. Yeah. And it was it was definitely it stood out to me because it was so different. Yeah, not my favorite beer, uh-huh. but I can respect it for what it is because it's what it what it's doing is intentional. Yeah, it's just not my favorite flavor profile. Yeah, uh, but I I know you're a huge fan of ginger, so that that beer is gonna hit a home. That's gonna be a home run for you. And I think I mean their obviously their resume is IPA based. They don't do a ton of stouts. They do Umbra. They do that Sigil, which is their barrel aged series that mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to try in their defense. Don't do a ton of sours. They don't do a ton of saisons. Mm-hmm. So they're very IPA, IPA heavy. This may be a what have you done for me lately, but that's okay. that's my statement. Bissell Brothers, I think, makes the best IPAs in New England. I, I my personal that's, opinion. That's not super surprising to me. I mean, yeah. you're always touting. Not that I'm not, but you're mm-hmm. touting Bissell a lot louder than I'm touting Bissell. Yeah. Uh, this is all said. Meanwhile. I'm assuming you're drinking a substance. No, this is actually a, a Libby. Okay, from but Tokyo, you're drinking so. out of a Bissell glass. Yeah, so I mean, the glass. fanboy exactly. status has been achieved. <laughs> yeah, you have unlocked. It's pretty high. Yes. It's pretty high. And, and, and no surprise, they they are phenomenal. So yeah. I mean, I can't even argue. I don't have a counterpoint there. Like, yeah. Oh, maybe no, because I I agree with you, and they make great IPAs. Are they the best in the in New England? I don't know. I mean, I could probably yeah. debate you there. Oh, but there's no yeah, point because they make great could. IPAs. Yeah. So, um, so what do you got? What's your, uh, what's your next point here? So my second talking point that I kind of wanted to touch on, something that we, I think we talked about maybe privately. I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not. Okay. Um, but Toppling Goliath is coming to Massachusetts. Yeah, we, we touched on it briefly last local releases, but I didn't have a ton of info other than that they were coming. Yeah. Locally. So, so this is a brewery out of Decorah? Am I saying that right? Decorah, Iowa? I honestly could. I honestly, it. it was IA, and I was pretty convinced that that was Indiana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I Jess, knew they were. Jess actually told me that IN was Indiana. Yeah, yeah. ID is Idaho. Yes. And IA is it's Iowa. Iowa. I yeah. think it is Iowa. So wicked random spot for a brewer to be for me. Because well, that's just north of California. I I, I don't even know where I Iowa. Believe. Isn't Iowa in the middle somewhere? I don't even know where Iowa is. Yeah, that's a good point. This is embarrassing. It's a little arrogant. Um, <laughs> so they have four beers that I've been told by an inside source. Um, they're going to be carried by Atlantic Beverage Distributors, um, the same company that distributes Sip of Sunshine in the state. Okay. Wow. Um, so they do have a, a good pretty craft. Good, pretty good portfolio Yeah, there. they used to have Stone. That was like their big... They just lost Stone, but they, they've got some really good breweries in their portfolio. Yeah. Um, 21st Amendment's another one. They have Lord Hobo. Um, so they do have some um, some decent breweries. They will have Toppling Goliath moving forward. It's going to be super, super limited. Okay. So this is going to be like a Yankee. Yeah. Um, you know, a Yankee type system where like you have to go to Yankee and you have to be there on the day of the delivery, yeah. like that kind of thing. I, I did get some. List, I, I did get some inside information that there is another liquor store that will be getting some Toppling Goliath. I'm obviously not going to say it in the podcast. Yeah, but you told me off air. Right, yeah, so, so we know where to go <laughs> yeah. if we wanted to get it. I might try to actually get a bottle or two of this. And that's a heavy hitter account. That's a big account that has a lot of random beers. Yes, too, so. yes. Um, so the four beers that are coming to us are their Pompeii. Uh, looks like just a single IPA. Okay, I've never had that. Nope, never had that either. It's a 99 on rate, uh, ratebeer.com. I'm told that's good. 99. Uh, hops, hops Smack. 
which okay. is an Imperial IPA. 175 IBUs. Wow, Damn. That's, that's exciting. For like an 8%er. Uh, 99 on ratebeer.com. King Sue. Okay. Rated in the top 50 on ratebeer.com. I've had Pseudo Sue. I assume that's the higher, that's the double of the Pseudo Sue. It's got a, well, this is still only 8.5%, though. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, a, a high, high ABV, but not, uh, not super crazy. It's a Citra double. Mm-hmm. So, um, they will have Pseudo Sue. Um, but they're going to have the Mosaic Dry Hop Pseudo Sue. I don't okay. know if that's different than the normal Pseudo Sue. I'm not super familiar with, Me either. with their beers. twice, I think. So I, I think the Pseudo Sue we had was maybe just the, the regular. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but this one's got Citra and Mosaic Hops, 5.8%. So a little on the lower side. But again, that's in the top 50 on ratebeer.com. Mm-hmm. And that's 100. Yeah. So, I mean, these are all very highly rated beers. Um, he gave me a price point... Um, yeah, the only beer I've not had from super them expensive was Sumo Su. No, Sumo Supa, it was called. Yeah, that was uh, the bottle you shared with me. Yeah, really good IPA yep. uh, that I got from a listener, Charlie, in yep. a trade. Yep. Uh, great stuff. Really, really good West Coast IPA. Usually West Coast IPAs are super bitter. Uh, this one had a great finish to it. it I remember really like, liking didn't this kill beer. kill your palate with, yeah. with hop flavors, so... Um, so that's something exciting. to look out for. I mean, it's a, definitely a heavy hitter. It's well known in the beer community. Yeah. If you don't know it, I mean, do a little research and 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 get familiar with them because they're a very high rated brewery. And if it's they're only going to be bombers, which you know, yeah, that's yeah. that's you all day. There you go. Um, so they won't do cans or anything like that. I don't even know if they do cans. Not to my all knowledge, I've ever yeah. seen was bottles from them. So and that brings me to my next point: seven fifty milliliter bottles yep. are the best version to share a beer. And I noticed this because I was at um, a social setting the other night with some beer drinkers. Okay. We all had our our 16-ounce cans. Mm -hmm. And there were about four or five of us. Mm. Um, And, you know, you open a can that you're excited to drink. And you pour yourself, you know, out of a 16-ounce can, a six-ounce pour. And then you share the rest with everybody else. Right. And they get a sip. And they're judging a beer that you say is great off one sip. Yeah, that's tough. You can't judge a beer off one sip. That's tough. Uh, and then they busted out a Mystic Old Powder House, which oh, is nice. a wheat wine, seven fifty, and everyone got a fair share of it. Yeah, that's better for sure. So that that's my personal opinion. I love the cans. That it's great that you can go and get a different allotment, and that I don't have to drink a seven fifty in one night. Right. Because I also have that's another topic later on that I'll get into <laughs> in the show that I have a little fear of opening my beers, but okay. Um. So seven fifties, if you see them. If you can get a beer in a 750 or in cans, I would suggest the 750. Just me. Looks cooler. Easier to share. It's uh, a much better way to judge a beer, in my personal opinion. Absolutely true, 100%. I mean, the fact that you can get a legitimate pour and be able to drink and enjoy the beer. Yeah. And also, I mean, if, you, if you're talking about cans, so often at the bottom of the can, you got sediment. Yeah. So, like, that last ounce or two exactly. is useless yeah. because it's full of yeast, it's super bitter or whatever. So, I mean, if you think about that, six ounces for you, I, I would say even more than that because if it's my beer, I'm going to take, yeah. you know, my, my allotment of the mm-hmm. beer and everybody should do the same. Um, that last ounce is gone. So, now you're figuring another eight ounces for four guys. I mean, that's two ounces. That's literally a sip. Yeah. And then, and then you're stuck with a half glass 
still trying to drink that, and then they're opening a new can, and you're missing out on yeah, that. Yeah, see, and that's it's like what's going on. My timing's all off. Mm-hmm. If everyone just had a good, good enough sip that we could yeah. not fire through beers and and also change your palate up so quickly. True. I just feel like I I miss the the old Fort Points. You used to go up eight bucks, get a Fort Point at seven fifty. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's the dream right there that we can go back. Yeah. That's like pre cell phone days, you know. Yep. You just. <laughs> You I mean, the, <laughs> the cans are easier to carry, though. Yeah, they are easy to carry, but... The I, bottles, I like, know, that was man. so clunky, was like, like, going up there and getting, like, ten bottles and carrying, like, a case of bottles. Yeah. Heavy as fuck, out to your car. I get you, I get you. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I agree, I, they're better for sharing, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, so... Uh, that that was my that was my next point. You got you got anything else? I got one more. Okay, perfect. Um, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of news... Noteworthy, I I think. Yes, I almost mentioned this, and I, I'm glad that you have it as one of your points. So, Night Shift Brewing, Everett Mass, they've been acquiring people left and right, distribution-wise. Yeah. Uh, not really talking about that front. Um, they're known for a lot of different things. One of the things that I discovered them, uh, how I discovered them, were their sours. Yeah. They make great sours. Their Weisses um, are pretty well known, and we see them in 750 bottles. Yeah. Again, coming back to your point. Mm-hmm. They're making a switch. Yeah. I saw this. No more 750 bottles. They're going to do four-pack cans, 16 ounces, um, and they are going to bring those to market very soon. Um, They've sold a ton of sour beers, a ton of non-sour beers, too. Um, The reason why they hadn't done it before is they make their sours a little differently than other breweries, which I didn't realize. Um, They do a mixed fermentation process that leaves active lactobacillus yeast in the beer. Okay. So putting it in a can was always a problem because they contaminate the can line. Yeah. And they can't can anything else on that can line. Yeah. It turns sour. So that they bought another canning line so that they could run this, just mm. the sour beers on this canning line. Um, so it was only quality control. That was their reason for not doing it. Um, there's going to be four different uh, releases. Each Weiss... Uh, will be seasonal. So from March to May, uh, it's going to be uh, Ricky Weiss, uh, a lime Ricky uh, with raspberries and limes. Mm-hmm. Mainer Weiss uh, will be cinnamon sticks and blueberries uh, from September through November. I'm a little out of order here. Um, and the other two... The Ever Weiss, I think I saw. Yeah, I can't find the fourth all one. All their fruit. Um, yeah, so there's going to be four different ones. This is Yeah, Everweiss, I see that from March to May. Ricky Weiss. I don't see the fourth one, though. Yeah, I th- But maybe I think it's just those three. Their Weiss line is by far their, their best beer. Yeah, I think so, too. Beer. Yep. Um, again, huge fan of the 750s, but this beer is so good I would buy it in cans. Me, too. Um, I think that a 750, if you're not sharing two, is a lot of sour to drink in one sitting. Could be, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not... I'm not that mad at this. No. If I can get my hands on them more frequently, that's better. That's I mean, better for me. They're they're doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of things to make more beer, just in general. Yeah. Because they're they're up against too much demand and not enough product. But yeah, they're making they, a push. But they are a distributed product, so they want to make sure that they stay in the marketplace, that they keep their space on the shelf. So I mean, they really need to. They really need an expansion here because they can't contract their brew contract brew their beers and other breweries for long i mean that's they need to be doing this themselves in in a facility so yeah. i would expect for them to expand really soon maybe uh, a bigger building or adding on to their building or something because they they need to make more beer yeah uh, so that's a good point 
Um, Something exciting. Keep another, an eye out. Another point that I um, that came across, this has a, been a topic in some of the forums as well, mm. um, is just wanted to talk a little bit about old school beer versus new school beer. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the Rhode Island beer posts with Adam Askew, who was supposed to be on our yeah. radio show, but that, that'll be pushed yeah. to when next time? month. Yep. Um, and they are talking about how people go crazy over new school beers where... The kind of creative people throw things in the mash, make yep. them taste a little different, rather than uh, traditional beers that have been done the same way for three hundred fifty years, and they're nuanced and they're they're traditional, and they have different flavors. And I've heard two arguments to this. Okay. Obviously, the new school way is creative. You can it's limitless. You can do anything you do want. Whatever you want. Put any flavor into any beer. If it works, it as works. long as it tastes good, people yep. will drink it. Sure. The old school way takes much more discipline, technique. You get different flavors out of the same ingredient that we talked about with the smash yep. uh, technique with different pilsners. That's the argument with different pilsners. Yep. Um, what, what's your take on this? Because I I am not a particularly a fan of old school beer. Okay. Uh, like every once in a while I'll have a, a good beer that... That was made traditionally, mm. but it's it's not the most enjoyable thing when you have everything on the shelf that you can take a sip of now, right. and so much scientific advancements have been made in three hundred fifty years. Yeah, uh, to make your beer taste better. Uh, I, I I don't know what your opinion on this because I see this a lot and I'm like, wow, am I like, am I just like one of those dudes that just doesn't care about beer traditional? No, see, I think I think I'm on the same I'm on the same line as you as far as. I I drink traditional, you know, tr- traditional IPAs or old school beers yeah. from time to time. I mean, it happens, um, and they're they're good. I I enjoy them. Uh, a few that come to mind: Harpoon, uh, Sierra Nevada. You know, breweries like that. I I think I would assume that's what you're talking about. I mean, I drink beers like that. I think with with what brewers are doing now, like we don't want to restrict them. I mean, what's the point in restricting them? Yeah. When they're they're trying new things. They're getting new flavors. They're enhancing styles. I mean, not everything's a home run. Mm-hmm. Not every experimental beer that people are doing is like, holy hell, this is like, this is gonna break the industry. Some yeah. of them aren't that good. You know, uh, that vanilla wallaby with the that that wasn't a that was a good beer. Yeah, but it wasn't like the greatest beer anybody's ever had. So I I I, I encourage experimenting, and I will always try an experimental beer. What um have you seen that guy Zach from Henry and Fran? We talked about yeah, him before with the skittles. With the skittles, yeah. <laughs> like I want to try this dude's beer. I know, I know. Like I, I don't know if it's any good. It might suck, but it, it's bringing me in. Yeah, it's getting my eyes in front of his beer, and me, I'm looking at his beer, thinking like, oh shit, I gotta yeah. get up there. That also, looks good. It's also mixing flavors that you've had in your non-alcoholic life, which with, is smart with alcohol. Yeah, it makes it it's really more, smart, more recognizable to you. And, uh, you know, a lot of people look at beers uh, like that Never never Dead from uh, The Veil with the sour oh, yeah. gummy worms and yep, sour yep. patch kids. That's Col- like sacrilege. Colin's favorite. Yeah, that's like sacrilege. Like, I understand that it's different. It, it's definitely different. It's, it's weird. Not, it's gimmicky. Yep, absolutely. It, it might be gimmicky, but it might also be delicious. And I, th- I think those I think brewers... are just narrow-minded. When I think those to- brewers would tell you that what they're doing is gimmicky. Yeah. I don't think they're doing this in, like... 
you know, uh, I'm gonna, you know, change the way that beer is brewed. No, yeah. like they understand they're doing something real freaky. Yeah. And I think a lot of these brewers, they know how to make beer the traditional way. Yeah. They could, I mean, they could make a beautiful, you know, standard, slightly bitter IPA that, you know, middle of the road, six, seven percent, and it'll taste great. But why do that when so many people have been doing that for so long? Yeah, like it's so important in this day and age, especially with the number of breweries that pop up. Yeah, you need to stand out somehow. Very. And how can you stand out if you just make a New England IPA? If you just make a, you know, a Berliner Weiss? Like, how can you stand? Like, you need to do something different to it. Yeah. What do you add to it? What's your process? Very cutthroat. Sure. You got to be better than everybody else. You got to be different. You said you would. You're done with your topic. I'm done. Yeah, those. Were, I I had a fourth one, but okay. I didn't. I didn't finalize it, and I couldn't find the information that I wanted. So that's what I got. Uh, one of my last uh, topics here, uh, on the same note of brewers using new techniques and, and things like that, um, something that I learned over the last week was that one of my favorite and underappreciated flavors in beer is mustiness. Okay. Um, I got a chance to get a beer from Good Fire. One of their traditional beers is Waves. It's mm. one of their stock three yep. beers. It's a Vic Secret IPA. Nice. Great, great mustiness. It tastes, it, it's just such a unique flavor that you don't often look for. You get it a lot more West Coasty stuff. But sure. uh, with, the, with the recent release of Vic Secret Derivative from Proc and yep. Vic Secret Waves now, um, really, really great flavor. And I... I didn't know if there were any like unique flavors in beer that you look for now. I, I used to look for smokiness. I like smokiness in a mm. beer too. But I'm big into mouthfeel. I think that's like a huge thing for me when I drink beers. Definitely. The You've said this before. Yeah, the lupulin like makes it makes the beer so much creamier and then mustiness is is a great mix with that. I think it's something cool to to kind of get that not a lot of people get when they drink beer. That's true. That's true. Or um, enjoy for that matter. I think, and on the lupulin topic, not to not to segue off of that, yeah. but uh, Pow Pow, you saw that came up. Mm-hmm. Did you get any of that? I, I had a sip. Okay. This was, again, in that 16-ounce <laughs> pour. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was good. I don't really remember a ton about because I only had one sip. So. If I can ever touch base with Todd, he got me a four-pack. Yeah, he told me. Uh, he asked me if I wanted you, to take it, and I was like, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to see him. So. God damn it. <laughs> he hasn't responded to the text message all week. Oh, man. Shout out to Todd, friend of the show. Shout I out guess. to Todd, co-host. Guest yeah. co-host. Um, I think one flavor that I enjoy tasting in a beer, and yeah. this is really broad, but like funkiness. Yeah. Like I like I, like a Saison or mm-hmm. um, certain sours can even do it. Like just a weird, like just funk to it that you can't quite put your, your, your finger on. It's kind of yeah. dry, but it kind of like hits the back of your throat and you're like, oh, that was almost like tangy. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a, a good characteristic in a Saison. Um, and you don't really get it from IPAs too much. Yeah. Um, but definitely like some, some sours that aren't super, super sour, but they have a little, just a little like funk to them. They're almost like, it tastes like a little bit like they've gone bad. Maybe even like a vinegary taste to them, but it like, it sticks with you and you're like, wow, I mean, that was, it's not in a bad way, but it just kind of sticks with you and you'll remember a beer like that. And on the topic of smoked beers at Extreme Beer Fest, there was a beer that they aged in Lafrogue barrels. Okay. That was smoky oh, as shit. That's a great. That's a great pairing. I it love was, Lafroge. It so. was amazing. It that's was so good. good. I can't remember the name of it. I, I'll look it up and I'll tell you later. But yeah, so I had I'd been uh, you know becoming a getting a secret crush on Vic Secret and Nelson Hops with the the mustiness because so so much of what you look for in IPAs is that fruity sure. hop aftertaste that, from the dry hop or 
you know, that bitterness that gives way to a fruity note. Um, but this is just a different note that I've been starting to appreciate, so I thought I'd bring it up in our agenda-free show. It'd be cool if people started brewing. I mean, they are starting to brew, but if people started using Vic Secret a little more. Yeah. Uh, Trillium did a, they did a four-point, right? Yeah, the four-point Vic Secret. And we had that the night that Camden was here. I don't know if it's, like, becoming more available or it's, I, like, in season or I something. I think somebody said it was cheaper. Yeah, that's It probably. was cheaper and, and more available right now than some of the other hops that, yeah, that's that a great brewers hop. traditionally use, so... It is, a, it is a really good hop. Um, and that brings me to my last point. The last point of the Agenda Free Show is I was talking to uh, a person the other day drinking beer. Okay. A person that will remain, and, uh, remain nameless? Remain nameless. But okay. he's a good beer drinker. He works up in Canton, so he brings a lot of Trillium and things and, you know, Dorchester. And he goes to a lot of – he travels for work, too, and he always stops in at different breweries. Okay. Big, small, good, bad. doesn't matter. He'll just try it. Yep. And he asked me what I brought, and I told him what I brought, and I had, like, a surplus of beer. And I was like, man, I had all this other stuff, but, like, I get real, like, nervous to bring all my beers around and, like, drink all my beers, you know? Because, like, I end up having nothing in the fridge. And we've <laughs> talked about this. Yep. How difficult it is to drink your last beer oh, in yeah. the fridge. Super hard. And he's like, what, what are you waiting for? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just, like, a thing. It's like a, it's like a nervous tick, almost. Yep. Like a, I treat it as, like, a collectible item. Yep. And he said, well, you know, the longer you wait, the worse the beer gets. Just being frank with you. And he goes, you could die tomorrow. And, oh, damn. And I was like, wow, you know. So I came to this goal, Mo. This is a life goal that I'm going to do. Oh, geez. Um, and I'll leave, I'll leave the show with this, uh, with this quote. I am not going to die with beer in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to blatantly binge drink every beer I ever get. Right. But I'm also not going to sit on beers. I mean, I do have beers aging and cellaring. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. That's the other thing. I was like, man, when am I going to... I've had these two these two Russian River Sours that I've had for over yeah, a year you, now. you've talked about them a few times. Yeah, and I've always like, when am I going to open these? That's like, the thing. When am I going to open them? And I actually brought one to the Super Bowl and then the Pats lost. And I was like, you know what? I'll smash this bottle of my finger right now. <laughs> <laughs> but... That's that, the hard thing, dude, is like finding an occasion for these beers. Like you buy them and you, you store them and you build it up in your head. Yeah. Like yeah. I think about sometimes like the beers that I have in the in the basement. I'm like, I can't wait to drink that. But you, know, you need an occasion when, for yeah, it. When like, am I going to drink it? What are you going to exactly. do with Like exactly. I just got those bourbon counties. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to drink those. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to sit on them for – one of them's already th- two and a half years old. Yeah. I think it's so funny though that I, I just think about things like that and I'm like, yeah. man, I – I'm, am I gonna die and somebody else is gonna drink all my salad beers and that'd be messed up. <laughs> yeah, but when messed you think up. about it, I mean that's probably gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, not tomorrow, is. but I mean I'm going to die with something in the fridge. I just hope <laughs> it's not it's not good stuff that I've been waiting yeah. to drink. I mean at least something that you had one of. Yeah, yeah, it's just so. like the last of a bunch of good cans. Yeah, my I mean that's a great great life motto, man. I like the quote. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have any shelfers. You you have, you were just at the liquor store. You got any shelfers that you want to throw out there? Nope. Nothing. I got nothing. nothing. I, uh, I always look... from Exhibit A, somebody mentioned in one of the groups. I haven't had it, but they said it was a phenomenal beer. I would have loved to have it. Um, they didn't have any there. They did have Hair Razor and Hair Razor, great beer. Late Motif. Yeah, that was the I'd one never that we, heard of before. The Hair Razor was the one that we talked about. We talked about it on the show a long time ago um, about how the color changed on it. It used to be a very hazy double IPA, very strong, and then... The brewer uh, stuck to the recipe and he he uh, boiled the the mash like a degree too long. 
oh, really? to be too high and it dropped all the haze out of it. Interesting. And everyone was like, wow, what's wrong with this beer? But, um, so that is, uh, that's all we got for you today. Unless you got something else you want to go on. No, that's it, man. That's all I got. That was, I mean, that was a cool idea. Yeah. Like, we, could, we could do stuff like this from time to time. It's yeah. kind of like a change of pace. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, our radio show was postponed this week yep. into early March, but we will be yeah, uh, back on the radio waves before you know it. March. Uh, is it 20th? 7th? Do we have one on the 7th? Is it? I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't have any like of this. this. this I don't have any like of this stored in my phone. I don't ah, know what the fuck's just in going time. on. Mikey V's here. So, hey, we're going to go to the party. We'll leave you here. Uh, thank you for listening to the news. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week, guys. Later, guys.